Hello, my favorite cunts and assholes. How's it going? I'm your host, Tariq Naylor of the Randomly Relevant Podcast. I am making shit. I just need to make shit because I think that is the only way I am going to be able to find the current situation bearable for the time being, Um, which isn't a bad situation. It's actually probably the best thing for me for like the long run. Always play the long game. That's the advice that I got. So I was going to drop a new podcast today. I can't do that because essentially my laptop isn't here yet. I thought it was going to be here today. Turns out it's going to be here on Tuesday. No, I'm not upset about that. Not going to let those people get to me. Whatever. Mistakes happen. But getting that on Tuesday and then from there I can make like the things that I want to do. Um, So like even now I'm like doing things on a really, really low budget way and just trying to make it work. And and I guess it's working for the most part. So I have all these saved podcasts. I was going to do a new one today, but I said, fuck it. Let's just drop a new one. Let's drop one that is, uh, that we saved. So this is from, uh, back home in Maryland when I was just getting the hang of the equipment. So there's some, there's, there, there could be some errors anyway. Um, her name is Tasha. Her name is Tasha Hickey, and she is the wife of one of my friends back home, back in Baltimore, back in Beemore, if I may. And uh, she has a business called Perfect for Purpose. It's used to inspire women. Um, she's just kind of like a good person. She's a really good person. I think she's cool. She probably tolerates me, but uh, we reach some kind of middle ground because we, we kind of are on two sides. Or I wouldn't say two sides. I have a certain way that I view uh, religion, she has a way that she does it, and it's not bad, like, you know, and it, we've never been at each other's necks anytime I'm there, and let me tell you something, when I was getting ready to move to California, him, well, I guess her, let's go with her since I'm referring to her, but Tasha and her husband opened their house to me so I could save enough money to make that move, um, to, to look out for me, and, and, and I, you know, that's something that, you know, I appreciate, I'm always going to appreciate and be grateful for, uh, so here's to them. I'm gonna go just have a beer and just think about that because I wouldn't even be able to get here if it wasn't for their help in doing that. So, all right, enough of me talking. Go listen to Tasha. If you like what she's talking about, go to her website, uh, Perfect for Purpose. I don't know, Google it. And you guys, uh, you guys, you guys stay classy. Bye. Um, I feel like I have nothing to lose. Like, I feel like, like I I have absolutely nothing to lose. So if I did it and I failed, okay. But if I don't try, I can't succeed. So just, I do have fears. I do have thoughts. Like, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be successful. This is too hard. I want to give up. But at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. And you can't let the negative thoughts affect you. I was talking to my cousin yesterday and I said, I'm trying my best to stay positive because negative literally means not there. The negative space, the negative this and that. So why give thought or action or purpose to the negative? It's no it doesn't even make sense. So positive is to add to. Negative is not there. I'm gonna stick to the positive. I almost have nothing else. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, I, I, I like the nothing else to lose, especially because it makes it sound makes you sound like an action movie. She has nothing else to lose. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, Tasha, success, <sighs> and all that. <laughs> Coming to a theater near you, Tasha Greedy. Um, uh, what, were, are you, what are some of your heroes? Like, are some, do you have inspiration? I know you got to have inspiration. My inspiration is actually my mother, who is the, was the alcoholic and is severely mentally ill. I am my mother's legal guardian, and my mother is my inspiration because she is mentally ill and was diagnosed with bipolar at the age of 18. But because my grandmother did not believe in bipolar or mental illness as a whole, Mm -hmm. she had to live in silence and deal with her illness 
on her own. But in doing that, she raised four children. And I think that is the most amazing thing someone can do. Like, I am not diagnosed with a mental illness. So what is my excuse? You know, what is my excuse to not be successful? My mom was diagnosed with a mental illness. She raised four children by herself. She sued Montgomery County. She worked for the Department of Treasury. She's done a lot of things, and that's literally my inspiration. Um, So that's it. And my man's JC, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Jesus. Which Jesus? White Jesus or black Jesus? I think my Jesus is, it says skin of bronze. So... Mm, he probably caramel. <laughs> Middle Eastern Jesus. Right. Good <laughs> uh, you know, I think a lot of things uh, as for, with mental illness, and not even just on the idea of bipolarness, but schizophrenia, mm-hmm. uh, mental retardation. I mean, you keep going down the list of, you know, you want to call it mental disability. I want to use the word mental disorder. Uh, in the black community for whatever reason like we just started believing in that shit yeah like in you know in any person before any hour at a time like even uh uh the show empire doesn't really do a good enough job of shining light on it mm-hmm. and how bad this person struggles because uh the dad the main character one of the main characters that doesn't believe it he's like he just he just weak you know like yeah oh, man. Like, it's a real thing unfortunately yeah, it is a real thing, and I graduated from Morgan with my BSW, and my thesis was um, the stigma of mental illness in the African-American community. I wrote a 30-page paper on the stigma of mental illness in the African-American community, and within writing that, I've learned so much about how it's embedded in us and the history of it and why... Um, the false truths about mental illness. There are so many successful people living with mental illness. And honestly, all of us got a little bit of mental illness in us. Nobody in this world is quote unquote normal. So yeah, mental illness is, is very real, but it is very livable and you can be successful um, and live a great life with a mental illness. Glad you said that because that's important. I think uh, a lot of times that we forget, essentially, like I guess the best way to try to is that yeah, you can live a successful life. Um, it is it is a bit different for you, mm-hmm. uh, but again, I guess it, it just doesn't talk about even when like it's just one of those things like mental illness and homosexuality are kind of things that are just swept under the rug. Yeah, especially at the you know the Thanksgiving and the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, just just try not to flap your napkin around, you know. Cousin, cousin, you know, cousin, such and such. Mm-hmm. You know, she dated Matador, and that scares her. And don't hold your forks up in a weird way because that's aggressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they always talk about, um, you know, with this uh, negative connotation, or that you don't have it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the ways I think is good is always trying to find um, some type of output for it. Uh, be you know, be with you know, number of things like even depression. I think depression is rampant in the African American community. And it's something that doesn't get talked about, and it's something that doesn't get uh, established very well. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. And I didn't mean to actually get that serious on you. So, Tosh, you had a photo shoot last weekend, right? So, yes. no clothes, right? All the clothes. <laughs> okay, uh, what was your photo shoot about? Um, my photo shoot was for an organization that I'm building for women by women called Perfect for Purpose. Um, yeah. Was, uh, what's Perfect for Purpose? Perfect for Purpose is an organization that I am building that is for women. It is basically to let women know that you are not what you've been through. Um, that you are more than what you've been through and to make your misery your ministry. Um, because of how I grew up, like I said, with an alcoholic, bipolar, schizophrenic, manic delirium mother, um, I've seen a lot of things and I've been through a lot of things, even in life and death situations by the hands of my own mother. Um, so I often thought that there was a ceiling, a cap 
on how far I would go in life, how successful I would be in life, who I would be in life. I thought that my purpose was was to raise my siblings because I am the oldest child of a total of four siblings. So I thought just raise my siblings, work, section eight house, do what I got to do like my mother did. And then basically perfect for purpose is going to um, eradicate that thought, going to wipe clean that thought that you are what you've been through or your past defines you or you're not good enough, all of those lies. And also, it is a way for a woman to be woman in a space, take off church. I am a real raw person. I don't hold my tongue for many things, I like to be honest. I don't have that church accent or those church words. I don't look like a church. I don't look like, you know, I'd be a person in a church. And I don't think there should be a look. I don't think there is a look. So it's basically to encompass all that for women and to bring women together. Because the stigma of women, especially African-American women in this world, is we're black angry women and we don't do well together. We don't come together. We don't support together, support each other. But that's absolutely false. So Perfect Purpose is a stigma breaking organization. Okay. And I do understand. Um, most people who look like they're at church are they church or churchy. They're not that goddamn churchy. Right. Like, um, they have the, um. what's it called? They have the form of godless list. Like you look like church, you look like a pastor. It's a right, exactly. Like, all right, like, all right uh, do I go to church every Sunday? Do I put money in the mm-hmm. basket? Do I hate gays? I'm a good Christian. Mm-hmm. And that's just so. <laughs> and I don't, and so it's not a checklist. I believe it's a way of life. It's a and, relationship. Oh, yes, it is a relationship. And, you know, you should always be looking to strengthen your relationship with the most highest or whatever. You may call that where multiple names uh, come. I think a lot of times people get caught up in uh, the literal what's right and wrong thing as opposed to the what doing or the meaning mm-hmm. uh, behind all of that. And not that I'm a super religious person, but I think a lot of things become watered down when you turn those things into a checklist or you turn those things into uh, this is the thing that I stand for, this is the team that I stand for, and then anything else or any other school of thought is just, you know, doesn't matter. Right. I think that's true. I think that in a relationship period, when you start to get to know somebody better, you start to change. When you start to get to know somebody better, whether it's your man or your woman, you may start talking different. You may start dressing different. You may start showering a little bit more. You may start going to the gym a little bit more, whatever it may be. That is the same relationship that people should have with Jesus just on a you know, better, higher, more spiritual level. Religion is just a tradition. You know, relationship is relationship. When you get to know Jesus a little bit more, you start talking different, walking different. People so caught up. Oh, no, she didn't come in the church with her back out and her (sighs) skirt below uh, above her knees and blah, blah, blah. Yes, but. You know, change happens from the inside out. Not the same church I went to, and there was a crackhead literally flipping all the aisles, catching the Holy Ghost. Right? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. At least. It was the funniest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> um, not that. Not that. I frowned upon crackheads at church. That's not right. <laughs> so. Um, was the was the path of religion um, or the relationship that you had a religion was that a way to keep your sanity when you felt like the world was against you or you know me assuming that after you might have felt like the world was against you but basically with everything the adversity you had to face uh, was that that relationship with Jesus that relationship with religion itself was that one of the things helping you keep sane helping you keep your strength up um I think so but I didn't even know it so I didn't really start my relationship with God until 2011. Yes, I was in the church, born in the church. My grandmother was this and that. But it was, again, religion and tradition. You go to church, you pay your tithes, you clap your hands, hallelujah, all that. But until I had my personal relationship with God, 
that's when things start to change. And when I look back on what happened to me and how I was able to get through that, I recognized who it was who was bringing me through the things that happened. Because been through quite a lot with my mom and, like I said, life and death situations by her hands. Um, so I think that, yes, after I realized what was going on and who was protecting me. And by the way, feel free to ask me questions. This is a conversation. This is a, it's not like an interview per se. It's a okay. conversation. It's not just to be one way. Um, so let's see. So uh, what's the, so, and I want to get back to your uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with your organization, uh, we are in your goals. How do you hope to accomplish that? Um, I hope to accomplish them just by literally partnering with other women organizations. So right now, um, I have a fundraiser going on, but that's going to end soon. But basically, I'm having a launch party at Martin's West in December, and I'm trying to partner with women organizations in order to reach my goal. And by doing that, what am I going to do is right now we have social events every other month. So we met, we went at a restaurant, we talked about um, the importance of positive mindset, the importance of working with women. And then we're going to meet this October or this month for a sip and paint to have a social event to talk about things that are on our heart. And on the off months, we're going to, I'm going to start Project Purpose, which is basically just life skills classes for women. So maybe a finance seminar or importance of nutrition for women, especially mm-hmm. goal planning for a woman. Um, Will it be a low class? No, <coughs> absolutely I not. Say, I would say this is that the blow jobs in the female community could use, you know, as they would say, the destiny world a buff. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, hmm. just a do-do-do. Um. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I, well, I, now, we I will have this. Really joke, but <laughs> <laughs> just for the sake of uh, just joking. Um, but yes, nutrition and, and finances are yeah, definitely another big thing. Uh, just, you know, not just for females, but with males, too, I think are important. Um, you know, the, uh, the understanding of the money in a capitalistic society is very important. I can't believe I just fucking said that. I sound like one of those people who should be raging against the machine or something. <sighs> but yeah, like it's a, if we're going to be in a capitalistic society, it's not based on barter or trade or, or a communistic website. Website, a communistic place. We should really uh, try to learn how money works or even interest or whatever. Because I understand how my student loans work, but I also understand that they're frozen as long as we make a certain amount of money. So keep on trying, Fasfa. Now we're going to get your shit back. Fast food or Sally Mae? Sally Mae. I don't care. You're never getting it back. I, I took it. I'm going with it. You should have never educated me. You know how they say they, we should have never gave you niggas money? They're going to start saying, like, in 2020, we should have never gave these niggas an education. I'm telling you, it's going to be real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I know it's just nothing you want to ask me. There's no conversation. There's no nothing. Nope. Really? Yeah. I don't have any questions. Wonder Would you want to ask what this what this podcast is about? Is it just randoms? It's, it's I mean, as you know, randoms is kind of my strong suit. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, it, it's something like that. I want to showcase the talent that's around me, essentially, in a way. I don't know if talent is the right word. Another thing with listen to yourself constantly is like, did I use the right word in the right place? But um, what I want is to just showcase kind of, I feel like uh, Baltimore is, you know, named Charm City, uh, but no one really understands that nickname. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so much in maybe how things look or whatever, but things do have their own charm. We really do have their own charm. So I'm just obsessed with all the talent around me and the people and uh, how they think. Uh, it's just... Uh, it essentially just it always amazes me, especially when you go out there and you uh, reach out to somebody. And I think that's a lot of a lot of things that we lose uh, growing older is that we don't reach out as much. But you'd be surprised though, and kind of me doing this podcast every time, 
I'm always surprised by the people that I interview. They always learn something new. Uh, and this is also my way of trying to reconnect with the world, <laughs> in a way, um, because I had been in a shit-tastic relationship for so long. So, because actually I didn't know after the breakup, like, how to be happy. I was like, oh, man, I must have spent uh, most of my time being frustrated. Hmm. Uh, so now this is like my, like, well, how do we talk to people and how do we uh, network and how do we, you know, like, just trying to essentially, like, I'm using this as one, trying to get them back on my feet in a personal sense. And then secondly, also learn to work out material for my stand-up comedy. Okay. So what is the podcast called? I don't even know what it's called. It's called Randomly Relevant. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, Randomly Relevant, I wanted to actually be the name of my production company that I own one day because I do want to make movies and shit with my friends because I've been, just like you picked up on how we have a very unique um, bond, a very unique, like, we're together. Uh, I feel like with those, I feel like I want to bring that lifestyle and talk about it and show it to other people because I believe that uh, I believe that we're not shown that and, and when I say we're I don't I hate teams I really hate fucking teams because that makes when you separate people it just turns into a he said she said bullshit but um, just to help other black nerds out there um, there's just like a subculture like so you do refer to yourself as a nerd Duh, did you not know this? Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew, but... No, I am definitely a nerd. Like, if we talk, like... And honestly, I think nerds just mean that you're just passionate about something. Hmm. Like, really. Like, you're so passionate about it that you're not just obsessed with the thing itself, but you're obsessed with the numbers of it. You're obsessed with how the inner workings of it. You're <coughs> obsessed with... You know, I... You know, there's people who I would consider gym nerds. There's people who, you know, people who are obsessed with... Not just working out, but fucking obsessed with the uh, muscle groupings and the nutrition. Those are fucking muscle nerds, man. And, you know, even with... Even people with, with hair... And they uh, obsessed with like the oil they have to put into it, tying up certain hair. Maybe, maybe even knowing the trick of which I've seen. I think yeah, I've seen like you know we're just gonna put on this fake hair for now to save your roots for later, and then we're gonna take that shit out, and then we're gonna you know get to it. That's some nerdy shit. That's some nerdy scientific shit. So I I personally think that when you call someone a nerd, you just really tell them that they're obsessed with a particular field. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. Definitely a nerd, and definitely has an African American nerd because it's always been like um, essentially an expectation for me to be a stereotype, and uh, that has greatly upset me. And because essentially, when a black person isn't a stereotype, they call them white, right? And that is upsetting to me because it's like you're not allowed to be different, and it's not just one side of people; it's both sides: it's white people and black people. If you're not a certain cookie cutter shape, then you're not considered black, and that's fine and dandy, but I'm not considered black. But I don't have white privilege. <laughs> so, like, that's all I'm saying. So if you don't consider me black, then please just give me white privilege. That's all I'm asking for. But being that I don't have either one of those things, and we're put into this weird place where we're not necessarily black, you know, quote-unquote black, but we're not, we're not white either. So we're just some black kids trying to be white, and that is uh, discerning to anybody that who wants to try something different, who wants to try something new. And so I want... To be, I want my content or the things that I talk about to be put out there in a way that, you know, say that this is okay. It's okay to try something different. It's okay to like something. It's okay to like a little bit of rock music with your rap, you know. And it, you know, it's okay to I don't know fucking know how to swim. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's because it's very like, oh, Why people can't swim? That's not fucking true, dude. You, one of the things I have to pass. I wonder. No, I passed this one test at Morgan State. Did you? Nope. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have to take this one test that morning. Uh, I, I took this one test because I didn't feel like paying money for. This is kind of you get a bigger refund check if I didn't have to pay for like a gym class credit, so I took this one test. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which was like I think a physical education credit is literally one credit, so it was like two hundred and thirty nine dollars. Look, it was two hundred thirty nine dollars I had to pay, and I wanted to buy these new Nike shoes coming out. They were the phone calls that you have to pay for three times over. Eh, we'll see. I, I, first of all, I chose a major in broadcasting. You're never fucking hiring. I'm going to be broke for a big portion of my life. So. Broadcasting hires. Where? We trying to 
my line sister got a job right after she graduated with Fox News. Okay, well, there you go. I rest my case. Um, and that's her. But also, Vance, you know him. Degree in broadcasting. Degree in journalism. Still out there struggling. I have a degree. My degree is more centered on production. But still out here trying to struggle. Which is not true. Because, alright, I got a job in my field... What is it, 2014, 15, 16? So, two years after I graduated. So, that's not so bad. But it's still not exactly what I want. It's like I'm settling for it. I don't think you'll have exactly what you want until you make it what you want. All right, so there's only so much I can do being a marketer for cars. All right, there's only so much I can do. Yeah, I'm just saying, my job is not what I want to do. It's in my field, yeah, but it's not. Ooh, this is all that I want. I don't think that we ever have like the job of our genes until we create it. I think we're always going to be settling for 10% less, 50% less until you make it, which you make the job you want. Oh, so you're saying until one of these industries and go out and make it themselves. And yeah, and you're starting with your podcast so you can develop it into your production company and all your friends can be real life. Wait, what is it called? Real life of the black nerds. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not doing a real <laughs> reality <laughs> TV show. Oh my God. I actually, I, I would, I would totally do that show. I would totally do that show. We have a camera crew follow us around and be ridiculous. But um, <laughs> no, uh, it, I mean it's something like that. I want to be a media mogul at the end of the day, like a, a big media mogul because just again, African Americans aren't represented real well in media. We're represented, and that's part of, I guess that's part of, god damn it, see, we're getting political on this shit, it's because of you, you put it in this, I don't even know anything like, about politics. No, you, you know what I mean, like, alright, like, because you have, if, essentially, if it's not a stereotype, then it's not being aired, hmm. basically. So, if a black guy is an oil out there acting like a gangster, or, or, or being a thug, or whatever, he's not going to make it on TV, he's gotcha. not gonna, if he's not saying, god damn that's tight! Or hollering at a girl with a fat ass, or is unemployed, or, you know, just just constant stereotypes. If he's not a constant stereotypes, he's not going to his shit's not going to see the light of day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even with uh, the current show Atlanta, and then again, you know, is making it. He's telling his like he's acting at at his part, and that's the thing that I'm looking at. But the reason why it's on TV and the shit that people are really probably looking at are you know Paperboy and the fact that he shot somebody. I don't know if you've seen the show yet. But it's more like there are there are things that come to it, and I wonder if that was completely taken out of it. What if that got hair? I don't know who Childish Gambino is. Donald Glover. I don't know who Donald Glover is. Sorry, I'm uh, Dwy. A what? I'm Dwy. Dry. Dry. Oh. <laughs> but extra, so Dwy. <laughs> Well, he is a rapper, um, slash producer, actor, all these other things. Um, he wears a multitude of hats, but uh, he was one of the first, one of the first, like other than Lupe and Pharrell, to kind of speak on our disposition, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if he, I don't think he meant to speak on our disposition. I think he was just speaking from the heart when he made his content, and that just ended up coming out that way. So... What I mean, was his content? Uh, I mean, from everything from rap to production, even like uh, he, he started out playing the character Troy on Community, and <laughs> Community is a show about these kids going to community college, hmm. and I fucked with that show because not necessarily Dan Vino was on it. I didn't fuck with because the the character on it was playing a guy who was out of school who was a lawyer. One of the main characters was a lawyer, and they found out that. He, even though he passed his bar, even though he went to law school, he lied about his uh, his BS, his bachelor's degree, and so he had to go back to community college over to try and go get it. So, um, so he didn't have a bachelor's degree. He didn't have a bachelor's degree, but he did pass the bar, did go to law school, and was a really good lawyer <laughs> by doing all that. He bullshitted his records because they found out that the school, um, the community school that he went to, was in the Caribbean. Or the the the, yeah, the college he went to was in the Caribbean. They found out it wasn't. That was it. That's that's part of the plot or whatever. But he ends up um, forming a study group, and they actually end up being uh, having a close bond to each other. And so, 
Travis Gambino, Donald Glover is playing a character in there, and he ends up playing a character who starts out as a jock, essentially, someone who plays football, and ends up being a nerd. Hmm. Um, but what made me pay attention to him was uh, there's a, in season one, there's a, a Spanish rap that makes absolutely no sense, but all the Spanish words rhyme. And so I, I wanted to look at, like, one day, it's one of those things that I looked it up to make, it made me laugh, so I wanted to kind of watch it on repeat, like, 20 times, so I went to YouTube, and then YouTube, I put in uh, Troy Barker rapping, that's the character he plays, mm-hmm. and then all this childish Gambino shit came up, and I uh, started playing, and I started really fucking with it, like, so it was like, this was when Poindexter, he had just dropped Poindexter around this time, or called this around this time, and so me listening, no, I think it was point. It was it was totally Poindexter, and I was and I was just kind of fucking with. He has a rap called Poindexter. He has an album or a mixtape called Poindexter. Wow. <laughs> and um, so I was kind of fucking with it, and then I don't know. He just kept releasing things around this time where uh, this kind of sucks. But I had learned a valuable lesson about people, though. So, um, just and just in the aspect that people don't give a fuck about. Uh, what you're trying to do, they don't give a fuck about results, essentially. Like, you don't care that you try, like, I'm, like, you know, what I'm doing is really hard, guys. Like, you don't care. You only care about... Uh, the end like, result. Yeah, like, the end result. Like, uh, and essentially, like, I had sold my car because I was, like, $300 short in my tuition to go to Morgan. So I had sold my car to make up for the tuition and to buy a laptop. Uh, and in doing that, though, uh, I couldn't go to work, so I switched up a job, take a lower-paying job, you know, like, just... Things that if I had to do it a different way, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it any other way. Mm-hmm. But there was this girl that I liked, and she pretty much looked at me as like I didn't know this. Like she liked me, but she didn't really want to fuck with me because I didn't have a car and I didn't have all these. I didn't have all these things essentially that would. Make Did me she me. have a car? Yes. Did she have a job and pay her tuition? Uh, I'm not sure so how she paid for her tuition, but it, it was paid for and all that other stuff. Basically, when I was coming into Morgan, she was actually graduating. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, you know, that's not how she looked at it. I just wasn't a thing. It wasn't the thing that being expected. I mean, no offense, but girl, like there is a certain type of girl that kind of expect a nigga to be balling at twenty one. Yep. <laughs> so, but um, but that had taught me that is that it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. People only care about your end result, or people only care about the the result or the whatever. So, and I mean, and that's kind of fair. If you think that, or not kind of fair, it doesn't matter, it's fair, it, it just is what it is. No one cares about what you're trying to do, they just, you know, they see, they see the result and then they make judgments. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, I don't know, I had listened, it was one game, you know, a song, and essentially, he was talking about um, being so broke that he couldn't afford anything to eat while he was going to college, and so he would skate around the city for a couple of hours or something like that. A dream about the day where worlds are. Basically, the song was just like, even though things are hard right now, things are going to be better later as long as you keep grinding. And it was really inspirational to me. So I was like, and at that point, it was a big Childish Gambino fan forever. But how are you married to a girl that knows none of this? I mean, he's pointed him out in two movies that we watched. <laughs> Do I remember the movies? No. Do I remember what his face looks like? Yes, but I don't. Give him a listen. You should give him a listen. Is he Rashad? Is he? Is he what? Rashad. Is he Rashad? Yes. Let me think here. Is there a lot of vulgar language? I don't think no more than me. He does talk about. um, I can't listen to it. I mean, he does talk about in one of his songs about uh, if a girl wants money from me, I sign the check, and how he does that by jizzing on his jizzing on her. Yeah, check. no. But I'm trying to think. Is he rap? If, like, I don't know. Uh, because the internet, one of his songs are about a DMT trip, but that's not that's not ratchet or vulgar. About being what? Um, a DMT trip. Uh, DMT is a it's a chemical that's in everything, like. Like not in everything, but everything that's a plant, all plants have DMT, but the enzymes in your stomach break it down. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it's one of those uh, things that allow you to trip. And some people, or majority of people who take the DMT, have talked about hallucinogenic visions um, of basically seeing uh, this geometric pattern that is also 
what's the word for it? It's a geometric pattern that is uh, fractal, meaning that it goes on forever. So you, you would see like a triangle, and then you go inside that as a smaller triangle. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So And so they talk about this, but this geometric fractal pattern apparently has all the answers to what you would be looking for. Hmm. So it's like, but um, he, uh, so there's a particular song where I think it's about him talking about being cheated and going into the trip. And I think, this is me theorizing because I wish I could ask him, but I think the DMP trip is uh, essentially how he ended up writing Atlanta, going, like, trying to figure out what happened, what was going on in his head, and then he ended up writing Atlanta. So everything kind of pointed back home for him. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's not that ratchet. He's not as ratchet like, as to say, like, can you, do you like Ludacris? Back in my Rashad days, that was my man. Okay. Well, you like Kanye. You was bumping Kanye when I came in. Gold digger. Yeah, that's because I was on my um, 2000s hip hop Pandora <laughs> Pandora station. That was my workout station for the today. So. So I mean, but Gold Digger is probably the most ratchet song. It was the um, edited <laughs> version, radio <laughs> version. <laughs> I can't listen to all that vulgarity. It hurts well, my ears nowadays. But you hear me cuss all the time. Mm, yeah. Still <laughs> hurts my ears. It's just like, whatever. It's KJ. I'm not going to like... What the fuck does that mean? I'm sorry. Meaning what that it's you, so I'm not going to be like... Somebody... If you're who you are, I'm not going to limit to you. I'm not going to be like, don't say that word. Like, you grown. Shut your mouth. These are my preferences. You have your own preferences. I don't believe they're sentence answers. First of all, I think they actually show that you need more vocabulary words. That's my. You think I need more vocabulary words? I think that's what it means. To me, that's what I. Because I know I I'm used to cuss a lot. I'm asking you. Yes. What? I used the word fractal like four seconds ago. Well, why don't you find another word for uh, all those cuss words? Fuck is perfect. Fuck is like the best cuss word ever. I think it's actually pretty lazy. I think that you could find a better... What is better than... 12 fuck? word... 12 letter word. But what's better? Fuck is a noun. It's an adjective. It's a... It's a right. It's lazy. It's not lazy. It's because it covers all bases. Can you find one word that's mad unique and use that instead? Like mad... You don't think mad is, is lazy? Like, it is lazy, but it's not a cuss word. Like, I think cuss words are overrated. Like, people cuss so much, even in professional settings. I'm like, what? My supervisors be cussing up a storm. I'm like, wow. As a stand-up comedian, I believe cuss words are important. Because I think, because like... I swim upstream. I don't swim, swim downstream with the rest of the fishes, so... <gasps> you use cuss words that swimming downstream? Yeah. Going with the flow. At least I know what you really think of me now, so hmm. that's that's great. Think of everybody that way. <laughs> but at the same time, I accept them for who they are. Like I used to cuss too. I used to I used to cuss in my sleep. I got in trouble for cussing in my sleep one time. Did you really cuss in your sleep? Yes, that's how much I used to cuss. I, 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 I would strongly fight that. I'm like, you can't you can't hold me accountable for what's in my subconscious. No, that wasn't in my subconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just don't. You know, people do. I don't like when we have my, when we sit down. The woman we talk it. I don't limit nobody. They vote. They words. Say what you need to say. How you need to say it. You just believe cussing is lazy. Yeah. <laughs> there are some people who think that. But what if I told you that cussing has been correlated to high intellect? Yeah, there's a lot of things that show a lot of dumb things, but that support a lot of foolish things, but like Aspergers. Are you saying that cussing and Asperger's are related? Didn't say that. <laughs> Don't switch my words around. <laughs> well, I have, to make the, I have to make the podcast a little bit intriguing. So you're going to be like, Tasha thinks Google cuss. You know, I want people to walk up to you on the street. Yeah, judge me. <laughs> Told you I'm an honest person, but I still let people talk. Do you cuss and I ain't going to tell you. I hate people who are like, girl, stop cussing. Like, I'm, I'm grown. How are you going to tell me how to talk? So you let people do what they got to do. Get it out. Cuss them out, baby. Cuss them out. That's what you got to do. I don't... I mean, let me see. Do I think I cuss a lot? I know I cuss a lot. <laughs> I, I know I cuss a lot. 
I'm about to say, are you really asking yourself? No, 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 I fucking cuss a lot. But <laughs> honest, there's a um, I don't know. I, I it's not like I don't know that my intent. I remember I just said my first cuss word, and then like <laughs> when I, did I you say stopped. your first cuss word? What was my first cuss word? When? When? Let's see. It had to be before. It had to be before eleven. I think I was like ten or nine. Wow. Yeah. I either had said hell no. That's not a cuss word. Hell no, it's not a cuss word. Hell is a place. <laughs> I say hell all the time. Okay, alright, that's fair. Or damn. Okay. I think I said one of those two. That's a cuss word. And, but I was young though, because I didn't know how to proper way to cuss yet. Like, so I was still like on my Scooby Doo shit, but slash cussing shit. Like, uh, gee willikers are fuck. Like, it was like kind of like that. Hmm. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Intelligent too. Why don't you um try to get me on your pot? Oh. Yeah. Wow, yeah. you got someone great. <laughs> so I um, but no, it's like it's more of a um relationatory thing uh, as far as that. Like I don't know. Is it because I'm a woman and he's a man? Has nothing to do. And with he's that. more popping because he's a man. No, he's just. Uh, Maybe it's because I don't rap. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I actually do. So, <laughs> so hold on, you can you bust a freestyle right now? Sure. Alright, hold on, here you go. I'm gonna bust this beat. I don't know. No, no, I don't do off of like, you know, what's it called? So Beatbox. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because if you can rap, excuse me, don't downgrade my rapping. <laughs> Slam poetry. I need a beat off a of card of three, and then no. I first of all, I'm not letting you rap off a of card of three because anyone <laughs> freestyling off a of card of three sounds like a goddamn boss. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that. We okay, all right. You know, so, I knew, that's I it. I turn up though because I remember we went bowling and you did not know how to act. I went bowling. Oh, yeah, we went bowling with your. That's because I like to dance. Whenever <laughs> I hear music, I can't keep still. He always tries to get me to keep still, but I can never keep still when I dance. When I hear oh, music, I let one beat drop and I'm going <sighs> off. And during that wait, and during that time, I had a torn Achilles, and I was still walking around and dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You did, you did mess up your leg. What yep, and I walked on it for three months before I ever knew it was torn. Oh, um, can I ask a question? Sure. Can I have some of your spaghetti foods? Wasn't spaghetti, but yes, you may. Okay. And then, like, you made this fish stuff with, like... You want to eat that? Mushrooms and stuff. That was good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. Because I don't want to go face. <laughs> but, uh... Do can you, you rap? So where did you learn how to cook? Uh, nobody in my family knows I can cook. Because my family can cook. So when I go to my family's house, I just sit back like I don't know anything... Watch them do what they're doing, eat the great food, and go home. Okay, but that's how I learned. Okay, so I mean, so what is that? Uh, what is the cooking primarily based out of? Because that's not, I don't know, that's not Americanized cooking. My family has southern roots and Caribbean roots. Okay, okay. But I'm on my organic tip, <laughs> even though it's very expensive. Yeah, is it? 
Listen, after I saw an 18 wheeler truck packed with chickens from head to toe, yes, and vomiting on each other, and they weren't even shy about it, they didn't even cover the chickens up. Chickens' necks was all, I was like, oh no. Because you don't understand with the amount of people on this planet, the fact that right. farming is the only amount, like the really feasible way to feed everyone. I, I mean, it is disconcerting because I feel like there is a disconnection from us and our food, essentially. And I do feel like. Well, let's raise, let's get a farm. We got some farm. Actually, that's one of my end goals in life is to have a farm. Hmm. Uh, because I was like, you know, and chickens aren't that hard to raise, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, raising own chickens isn't that bad. It, it, Plucking them? I said raising them. I, I know, but plucking them. Uh, You're going to have to eventually kill them and eat them. But now they give me eggs. That's what happens. I would, if they give me eggs, I wouldn't eat them. I mean, if I, I, I would, I'm, I want to actually learn how to boat hunt as well, too. I learned archery when I went to Are camp. you fucking serious? Yeah. God damn it. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. The reaching out and the sitting down. Because no one fucking sits down for an hour and talks. You know yeah, I'm Camp like, Sandy Cove. I learned archery. Oh, I, damn. Okay. Oh, great, great. I guess it's really hard. Yeah, it's hard, and you have to train every day. But I need. Uh, Depending on how the wind blows, you got to know where to stand. But see, if shit gets real, cool. I want to be prepared. Hmm. So you got to pull out a boat and arrow. And a machete, yes. What about bullets? Because we're, you know. I mean, yeah, that'll happen, but like, I know how to shoot a gun already, actually. Hmm. Yeah, I learned from a woman named Christy. She hmm. had a Glock. She taught me how to shoot a gun. What is a Glock? I know what a Nina is, but what is a Glock? <laughs> Glock is a gun. It's like a. It's wow, like wow, a with that Nina? That's what a Nina is. Okay, yeah, so I understand what a Nina is. I listen to a rap as well. So it's a Glock and a Nina. I'm asking for my. A, a Glock is a type of gun. See, a Nina would be a 9 would be a gun, which is a general gun. A, nine, a gun that shoots 9mm, a 9mm bullet. But a Glock is a particular type. Like a Ruger, a Ruger is a type of gun, and a Glock is a type of gun. So if I go to the gun store and be like, let me get a Glock, they're going to give me a particular gun? Well, they're probably not going to give you a Glock. They're probably going to want to see how you handle it first. And then Why? Because guns have kickback. And sometimes the kickback is a bit stronger than the actual person. Mm, so I'm way strong. I, I really I'm on the top of the list at my gym for weightlifting. Okay. Um, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still a gun, and people do yeah. themselves in the face, and people should be properly hurt shoulders, trained. all that stuff. I've seen it. You should be properly trained on a gun. Uh, yes, I strongly. That's part of the goddamn problem now, especially. Yeah, I think people should own a gun because you should be trained on it as well. Hmm. You know, if you need to protect your home, because I don't trust police. In my yeah, I don't trust police to protect your house. I believe everybody should be able to protect their house, and that's the right. To do I mean, that. they don't really protect your house. <laughs> well, no, no. It's a, it's just that, like, in the situations of a robbery or something, the police are going to take 40 minutes to get to you. Right. So, you should have In that. the meantime, you yeah. should wait for them, right? No. You should shoot somebody in the face. Wow, the face. Yes. <laughs> what? Because if you don't, if you just shoot them in the leg and wound them, they're going to heal up and rob somebody again? Or they'll go to jail. Yeah, how long are you going to stay there? You get, the jails are overcrowded. And so, you, because, of the, um, and because of the overcrowding, they will stay there for a while. You know, they end up if, as long as you don't do nothing stupid, you're going to get your sentence reduced. People like that do stupid things. No, you don't. People small town crooks, they know exactly how to work. They like stuff. to go to jail. Okay. So okay. they'll be like, "Oh, I'm out. I ain't got nowhere to live. I need a meal. Time to go back to jail." And then they'll do something stupid. Or we just stop the endless cycle and just shoot in the face. Not my, not my ideal situation, but if that's yours, eh? Hey. Uh, yeah, yeah, shoot in the face. <laughs> yes. If you intrude in my house because I, you're, you're people I care about and people I want to protect me, I want to shoot you in the face. Mm. I don't think anything is worth somebody's life, so. What, your life? No? I, well, I it's think. not that. I mean, life, cool, but. Mm. Okay, that's louder than I want it to be. And this is not a Super Bowl. Like it's I don't know where that came from. Because it's not. I don't know where it came from either, but it doesn't bounce the way you expect it to bounce. Um, so, archery and, wow, I know how to fish. That's only for hunting I do know how to fish. Yeah, I learned fishing too. So, but I, I, want, like I do it. want to do bow hunting and I do actually want to own my own farm one day. I figured that it would be easier because I also want to have my own production school as well. Wow. So, 
like in that farm, you know, uh, Disneyland was formed on a ranch essentially. So I kind of want the same thing. Disneyland? Right? Not Disneyland, but Disney, the picture, the Disney animation, Disney uh, company. Oh. Yeah, they, they did movies and shit on a uh, farm. So I kind of went relatively something like that. But I think it's important to have some type of connection to your food anyway. So plants and stuff, I want to be able to raise those things and, and chicken. I think I would probably do like chickens. I think cows are expensive, so maybe goats. Goats are better, right, for you? They're like a leaner animal? What? Lamb, goats? Lamb, yeah, lamb. Yeah, lamb, maybe. I don't know. Goats be good for you? Better? Mm, I don't know. Is sheep stomach? Veal? Is that that's called? I've never eat that. I mean, you don't really Anybody know. Stomach. If you've had like a McDonald's burger, you probably had lizard meat, so... Yeah, I'm sure of it. <laughs> or Play-Doh. <laughs> and it, it could be. Someone, uh, someone's like, I think McDonald's, like, the same shit they make the box out of is the same shit you bring. It's like, it's just a, a tube, some stuff squirts out, and you make the box. <laughs> you press a button again, some more stuff squirts out, then you make the bun. And <laughs> it just kind of happens like that. Actually, I've seen that. I think in Japan where they have, um, what do you call, uh, like, these things you just add water. Able, yeah, you're able to make like whole entire meals. Like uh, astronaut food? Uh, maybe it's astronaut food, but they put water in a pouch and they're able to make like little fries. And then um, they put water in another thing and you get the ketchup for it. And then they put water in another thing, make the hamburger and a bun and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's like really big. Oh, okay. I don't want to travel this space because it doesn't seem like there's a lot to do. Yeah, I don't think. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do research. But you gotta like chill at some point. Like, can you watch TV? Can you play Xbox? No. <laughs> you cannot. Well, Tosh, it's been close to an hour. Was there anything you wanted to plug? A website you wanted to plug? Or tell people about? Or a way to reach you for your, your cause? Um, the website will be out soon. By Friday. www.perfectforpurpose.com Like perfect F-O-R Purpose.com You heard it. This broadcast is brought to you by Perfect for Purpose? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, this this broadcast is brought to you by Perfect for Purpose. Y'all need to go to perfectforpurpose.com Get your memorabilia, get your stuff because if you're not perfect this is the actual opposite meaning of the website I know, but <laughs> I just wanted to do a slogan. But uh, thank you, Get Fucks, for coming and listening to my podcast. It's been Tosh. It's me, Elvis Tariq Naylor. See you, fuckers, later. Bye.